Hello, and welcome to Deep and Wide. I'm Pat Walter, and thank you so much for joining me. Deep and Wide is a bi-weekly podcast. It dives into the deep things of the Christian faith and a wide variety of culturally relevant topics. The goal is to challenge growth and inspire hope. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Hey everyone, before we jump into this week's episode, I want to let you know about a really cool tool I've been using. It's called Anchor, and it helps me record, edit, and upload all of my podcasts. Most of all, it's free, guys, which is pretty cool. The other cool thing is it has uh, background music built in. It automatically uploads to Spotify and Apple, and it does all of the things that you need to make an amazing podcast for you. And so uh, I encourage you to download it. Go check out uh, anchor at the app store and go to anchor.fm to get started. Have you ever been reading your Bible and come across something so profound that it literally changed everything? You're just going about reading your Bible and all of a sudden, boom, something speaks to you, something different, something you've read before, but it changed everything. It's what we call a game changer. You know, that's happened to me. I remember when I was first saved, I had, I had di- dove into studying the Bible when I was in, in prison. Um, I, I read through the New Testament a couple of times, and I was just hungry for the Word. But it was about a year or two later, we were uh, our church was going through uh, some, some things. We, we were uh, discussing different doctrines and things like that, and this was new to me. And all of a sudden, something shifted where I got really hungry for theology. I started jumping in to studying what does it mean to be saved? Um, how does this whole thing work? And then in my studies, I came across um, the book of Romans, which I'd read before. It's now become one of my favorite books. But in this season of trying to figure out what it was that I believed about salvation, what, what does it mean to be saved. I came across Romans chapter 3 um, about justification. I started to read through it and it started to, to trigger things in me. But I'll never forget it. One day I was going through Romans and I was studying it verse by verse, line by line, and I hit Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. It says this it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when I read that, the first thing that actually stuck out to me was that if I'm justified, I have peace with God. I don't know about you guys, but I know for me and most of my life that I, I haven't always felt at peace with God. Most of my life that, that I lived wild and crazy and reckless, uh, peace was not something that, that I felt like I had. It was not a word I would use to describe me or my life. Uh, If anything, it was chaos, um, or crazy, or all the different things. But it says that I am at peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But then as I studied into that, it says that I have peace with God because I've been justified, so I had to know what the word justified meant. You know, to be justified is to be made right with God. And that's a simple version, and we're going to talk about more into it. We're going to get a little theological today. But the truth is, as I've walked the Lord the last 15 years, 
I feel like there are way too many believers out there who do not understand the depth and the beauty that is in that word of being justified. I didn't know what the word meant. I had to go get a Bible dictionary and look it up. And then I, in one of my Bibles, um, it had commentary on it. And as the more I started to read it, I literally remember in that moment, I started to weep. That I was going to be in a place of right standing with God. I was going to be in a place declared not guilty. And then it changed everything. You see, part of my testimony, part of my story is, is I was sentenced to prison time when I was in the military. Like I said, made many mistakes. And it was in prison that I surrendered fully to the Lord. But I had been through this court process. I knew what it meant to be declared not guilty. Because I, I didn't. I had pled guilty in mine. You see, this word justified is a judicial term. It's a verdict of declaration. It's more than not guilty. It's, it's a full acquittal, as if it never happened. You know, I want you to picture a courtroom right now. Maybe you've watched Judge Judy in the past or Law and Order or something, and just picture a courtroom. God the Father's the judge. You're on trial the enemy, the adversary, is the accuser of the, of the brethren, accusing you of all of your sins. And the judge looks at you and says, are you guilty? And the truth is, we know that we're guilty. Romans says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are guilty. The enemy is accusing us and we're guilty. And so that's all we can say, is that we're guilty. But then somebody steps in and says, you know what, I'm not guilty, but I will take their punishment in their place. I will take what he deserves and put it on myself. This is where we get substitutionary atonement, right? This is where Jesus steps in and says, hey, listen, I will take the punishment for what he deserves, but I will put my righteousness, my right standing, my sinless life, I will place that on him. It's the, the, the word is imputed. I will impute, I will put on my righteousness on this individual, even though he is guilty, and I will take his guilty plea on me, and I will take his punishment. Do we understand that in yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly? In even though that we are guilty, he took our place. But the thing is not even that he died for us and was buried and rose again. It was that he he put his righteousness on us. He put his righteousness on us. He didn't have to. We didn't deserve it by any means. And obviously it's by faith. And then we are now declared not guilty. That we have been acquitted. We have been vindicated. We and be declared righteous. So now, when God the Father looks at us, he looks at us through the lens of Jesus' blood and sees us as without sin. And I think that's hard for us to wrap our mind around, and it's still hard for me to wrap my mind around sometimes. That he sees me as without sin, because I have been imputed the righteousness of Christ. I have been declared not guilty. You know, another way of thinking about it is justified is just as if I'd never sinned. That's how the Father sees me. Just as if I'd never sinned is how the Father views me. 
And, and obviously, I'm not saying that this is uh, the right to go live a, a wicked life or to, to live in sin or to, to, you know what I'm saying? That's not the point. But the point is God sees me that way. One of the things that I really love to think about is today, 15 or so years later, I am no more righteous today than the day that I said yes to Jesus. Think about that. You could be following God for 50, 60, 70 years, and you are no more righteous 50, 60 years later. I don't care how faithful you've been. You are no more righteous than the day you said yes to Christ because God has imputed the righteousness of Christ on you, and you can't get any more righteous than Christ. Yes, I pray that we grew in sanctification, that we grew in holiness, that we grew in maturity, and that we're bearing fruit, so we can grow in that way. But in terms of just righteous before God, we can get no more righteous in his sight. We have been justified. And this is something that we don't hear in many churches today. I, I, I have so many conversations I've talked to, to people about salvation, and this is one of those ones that people just don't know, which is sad. You know, I'm a big fan of Charles Spurgeon. He's one of the heroes in the faith, just the way he preached the gospel so boldly. And, and, bo- uh, and Spurgeon said this about the doctrine of justification. He said, The doctrine of justification by faith, through the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ, is very much to my ministry what bread and salt are to the table. As often as the table is set, there are those necessary things. This is the very salt of the gospel. It is impossible to bring it forward too often. It is the soul-saving doctrine. It is the foundation doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, Spurgeon preached justification by faith all the time. He preached about salvation. You know, one of those things, and I'm sure we'll cover this in many future episodes because I love the topic so much, but Salvation isn't just being saved from hell. It's not being saved from something. It's being saved into the kingdom and into the body. But we have to understand that there's so much more depth and beauty to what it means to be saved. It's not a get-out-of-hell-free card. It, it is this drawing of understanding that, listen, it, it is by grace through faith that we've been saved. Second Corinthians says this. He says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You know, one of the things I pray for every believer is that they would know, understand, appreciate, and fall in love with what it means to become the righteousness of God. To know what it means to be saved in him. To not have a righteousness of our own that comes from the law but one that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. I pray that for you today, that if you don't know Jesus as Savior and Lord and Master and King, and you know that you're guilty, that you will just confess your sins, put your faith, hope, and trust in Jesus, and that you will be made right with Him. Or, if you're a believer who's new, I pray that you you dive into this. Read, Read the book of Romans. Know what it means to be found in Him. Know what it means to be declared not guilty. And I pray that if you're a believer, and one of the things that I want to break down is is religion, man. There's so many self-righteous people out there. I know that I can be self-righteous. We all can. But religion, that, that, that if we think that we do, that if we think that we are good, or if we think that uh, somehow our good works are going to save us, that listen, you are no more righteous today than the day that you said yes to Christ. 
that you are in right standing with God the Father and that he loves you dearly and that you are a beloved son or daughter to the Most High God. That's my prayer for you today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. God bless you. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with all of your friends and family. I would love to hear any comments, any suggestions, or any questions so I can get to them on future episodes. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Pat Walter, and I'll talk to you next week.